So that that would be amazing. I think that's like kind of what people get at when they say like if you if you do what you love, you never work a yeah. day in your life. I'm like <laughs> right. fuck you. You work. You fucking work. You There's like five people that working. have that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's just such BS. I hate that saying because it's like you no, know, you just get paid for doing something that you love. Yes, you probably learn to hate it over time. <laughs> right, if you're not careful, especially. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's yeah. A that's slippery possibility. Slope. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 62 and my name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey everybody. And uh, John's not with us again this week. You're stuck with just the two of us <laughs> once again this week and yeah. uh, you're actually going to be stuck listening to Randall talk about a little more Animal Crossing <laughs> for a minute here. Yeah. Um, although just a, just a quick correction I think from yeah. last week. Uh, John yeah. was riding us in our Discord server. <laughs> Uh, rightfully about, so uh, when he listened to the last week's episode <laughs> rightfully so um because yeah. i was wrong i was talking out my ass about animal crossing when i shouldn't well, I, have i put you on the spot i put you on the spot you do that often kevin and you i put do it you know these... yeah at the you're always like on top of the research and i just like i, I make assumptions i apologize yeah no for whatever reason new leaf was not an animal crossing that i put as much time into as the other entries um i i think i mentioned even that like I was way bigger in the the original GameCube, well, at least original to the U.S. GameCube release, um, and uh, specifically now this uh, the Switch game, uh, New Horizons, uh, are where I put most of my Animal Crossing time into. So I didn't play New Leaf on 3DS, and I should have because I said that swimming was I thought a new feature for <laughs> New Horizons and that is not true. You could swim in New Leaf, so I apologize, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for all of you that were screaming into your uh, <laughs> podcast devices, it's like, um, but that's kind of interesting, actually. I mean, that's kind of weird that they would have a feature that was in a previous game. I mean, it's cool that it's in the game now, but yeah, isn't it, that that sort of strikes me as odd that it wouldn't be in the game from the get go. I know and. And I guess that's kind of where my head was too. And, and, and then it seemed like a lot of folks were making a big deal out of it. And I was excited about it too. It was like, wow, they're adding this like huge gameplay changing feature to animal crossing. And one that I wasn't familiar with. Cause like I said, I mostly played the GameCube one before, um, which obviously didn't have any of that stuff. Uh, so I was super excited about the swimming, but yeah, definitely a thing that happened in new leaf on three DS. So they were, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you would wonder why they wouldn't have added that just right straight from the start and in new horizons as if they're iterating on this gameplay concept, uh, game by game. But yeah, we have it now, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but the, what about the character though? That new character is new to this game. I'm putting you on the spot no, again, I guess. Don't, but <laughs> don't ask me about that, Kevin, because I don't know. We'll, do, we'll wait I'm for John. Shy. We'll wait for John to to find out <laughs> yeah. if this otter has been in the game before. It's it is an otter, correct? It is an otter. The otter is very cute. The otter looks. It is scallops, very cute. But I I don't know if that's a new character or not, and I refuse to commit. We will find out from the source, from yes. the source as soon as he's back with us. <laughs> yes, but, uh, absolutely. But uh, I guess we could just get into the the meat of the episode here this week. We sure. got a, a handful of games to talk about. Yeah. Um, and a couple of games that I kind of dipped into again since I've been just poking around on Itch.io. 
uh, just uh, just poking around. It's been really fun to just see all these tiny little uh, indie developers and kind of seeing some games. There's a few game jams going on at the moment. Nice. Uh, the Game Makers Toolkit game jam in particular, which is one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, so just been seeing a ton of cool stuff from that. And then that's been leading me to different developers here and there. And I don't know exactly how I stumbled across this developer, but there were two games that caught my eye. I think one game in particular that that actually caught my eye to where I stumbled, like checked out their page and it's yeah. called Scan. Line, and this is a like run and gun platformer. It's kind of got a similar mechanic to. I talked about, uh, you know, ironically enough, a game called Atomic Run Gun Jump Gun. Oh, a little yeah. bit on the podcast, and it it's not an auto runner like that, but it has yeah. a mechanic where like, so you're, you're basically you're it, the reason it's called Scan Line is it's like it has a really great uh, color palette. It's just like a black background with like this really like sky blue and like a pastel pink and like a, a nice. white characters it's just like it's really eye-catching at least yeah. to me um it's yeah just really striking and really, really like fluid looking. in motion yeah. yeah and like so the game starts in like a media and this is a procedurally generated platformer and it's just like the game starts and there's a scan line so it's it's not an auto runner but there is this scan line that's constantly chasing you that you have to keep out running on the uh, level it's just constantly moving and you have to keep like it's just like kind of this pink dashed line that like is if it catches up to you you're dead but also if you take like i think if you just take one enemy hit if i'm not mistaken maybe two but no I, i'm pretty sure it's just one hit and you're dead yeah there's water pits to avoid um you know just all kinds of obstacles and enemies but you can shoot same deal you can shoot up down or ahead of you i guess left or right but for the most part you're always running forward because right. you're trying to avoid that scan line right and then there's and there's just like little like pots that you can break kind of zelda style that have gems in them and you're just i think you're just going for a high score i mean maybe there's something to the end of this game where you can beat it but there's just like every level will be probably less than 20 you know 20 30 seconds long and you just nice. kind of rip through it and on to the next level that always feels good it's so satisfying and like the the thing that's the reason i mentioned atomic run gun jump gun is because you have to sometimes use like you're shooting downwards to like propel you almost like a double jump yeah um, and then also you do, I didn't mention this, I kind of forgot for a second, but on the bottom right, you actually have an energy meter for your ammo that's constantly recharging. But like, if you're just spamming it, you'll be out of ammo. So you won't uh, be able to do that double jump. So you're kind of just the, the balance of the gameplay and the, and that energy meter that's smart. and just, it just, yeah, everything about it. And I think this was made for a game jam, if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't know exactly which one, but for something that was just whipped together in a short amount of time. I I couldn't put this game down. I made a video again. Nice. I, I think most of the games I'm talking about today as I probably going to be the case for a while coming as part of that 15 minutes of game series. But yes, sir. Really got hooked on this game big time. Yeah. Um. Again, the aesthetic helps a ton. And yeah. the music, oh, like just course. everything about it. I really, really love this. You game. say you like the music. I, Music's good. Lo- too. Yeah really like it yeah just like a good it's i think it's you know somewhat repetitive again being something from a game jam sure uh but it but it doesn't because the gameplay is so engaging it doesn't it doesn't and I, yeah never i never felt like oh here's that song again i do i felt like i was just like getting pumped oh, the yeah. whole time while i was playing so um, procedurally generated platformer that's that like would be a little bit of a red flag for me as like a selling point potentially, but there's no like bullshit, like super far jumps that like are easy to miss or anything like that. Or it doesn't feel like 
does it still feel organic in the way that like these levels are created essentially? It does. And I guess when I say procedurally generated, like, you know, it, it very well may be like a set of like a ton of different cha- platforming challenges that are kind of strung together yeah, procedurally. Sure, sure. It feels like sense. there's a ton of games that kind of use that. And there were definitely certain kind of patterns I was seeing like, oh, here's okay. the part where you got to. But but it was kind of cool. Like some of the paths would be split where like I can kind of shoot through this barrier and take the low route. But I have to yeah. kind of risk and like take like a and utilize that jumping feature with the like shooting downwards with the gun and kind of jump over this like little bit like i'd have to shoot down and hover over this water to get to this other platform where there would be a bunch of pots that i could break to get some extra points nice like like really like again that risk reward of like if you're going for that high score oh yeah you can go this risky route but if you're just trying to get to the next level take the high road and you know just you just have to maybe kill a couple of enemies but it but it gets hard fast like there were many t- you get three lives and there were many t- single hit kill and there were many times that i would just die on the very first obstacle <laughs> on the first level and then once you lose one life you're just like okay i'm just gonna jump in this water pit two more times in a row and just start this run over. oh man um but it's it's really really fun really addictive really really enjoyed it um, and another game from RXI to just go into straight into another one sure. was a game called Shuriken that I also recorded a video of. And John actually mentioned he watched this one, uh, but this was part of another game jam. And I, again, I don't remember the name of the jam exactly, but it was a Game Boy themed game jam. Nice. Where you like, I think the restrictions, you know, you just had to use like a four color palette. And, nice. You know, it had to be a four, whatever the ratio, the the pixel ratio or whatever of the, uh, the aspect ratio of the Game Boy was. Right. Um, but this game Shuriken is kind of like a little mini metroidvania okay Uh, i played about a half hour or so on that uh video that i recorded maybe a little bit more than that and it has like tons of save points and everything uh, and everything's interconnected and basically you're just this platforming little ninja character i presume and uh you get three shurikens and when you throw them they either like you can kill enemies with them and whatever but you, you have to recollect them kind of like in like tower fall or something like that, where you have to recollect yeah. your arrows after you shoot them. Yep. So like, and this is like full blown, like even though it's like these single, like it's a Metroidvania in the sense that they're kind of these single screen challenges, like game boy style, like, you know, you're almost Zelda style. Like you're moving, like here's a single screen. It's not top down. It's a platformer, but it's like, okay, here's the single screen, get to the door or the entrance to the next room. And, you know, and then the screen scrolls over. So it never the screen is never scrolling with you. It's always a single screen scrolling as you enter a new room, either above you, below you, right or left or whatever. Right. But uh, the the shurikens will remain no matter where you leave them. Like you can keep progressing through the game, like there's save points all through them. So like you have I think if you die you respawn with full shirt, all three of your shurikens again. So it's not like you have to like, you're totally screwed or anything. If you, <laughs> right. if you leave them behind, Yeah. but like, it, it's kind of cool. You really have to think about that at all times. And I just like it towards the end of the video, I unlock the double jump, which I think is going to give me obviously access to new areas. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, for like a little game jam game. And for, again, like we've talked about on the podcast before, uh, and maybe one day we'll, uh, release our, uh, bonus episodes of like the very <laughs> first, uh, 
initial episodes we recorded. But for, until then, we'll we'll keep it a secret of some of the Game Boy games we've been burned on in the past. Right. But uh, but these Game Boy themed, you know, Randall and I at least for sure are kind of suckers for that. Oh yeah. And yeah, we've picked up a few that have not been the greatest. Yeah. And uh, this one again, just being something that's so bite sized, like you can probably rip through it in an hour or two, which is appealing. Um, Definitely very dude for me, uh, very appealing. (laughs) Yeah, like I just like these bite size, like give me the idea of the game and don't overstay your welcome and let me move on to the next thing because I almost never finish a game, anyways. This gives me the opportunity to do so, absolutely. Um, but this one just like, yeah, the platforming, the controls feel super tight. Uh, the music's great again. Nice. Um, the way the shurikens, like, they stick into the ceiling that you can throw them up, down, left, or right. So they'll stick into the ceiling, stick into the wall. They will eventually drop. But, like, the way you have to, like, if you get into, like, a little boss room that gets closed off and, hey, right. I got to clear out these enemies before I can progress, you know, you, you get into some tight spaces. And it's it's just a lot of fun. I really, really like the game. It's really charming. Nice. Um, and definitely going to have RXI on my radar. Nice. Um, and we'll have links as always in the video description for all that stuff. But I know that uh, speaking of the Game Boy inspired yeah. stuff, Randall, I know you and I uh, did dip into a game that was included in the Itch.io uh, bundle for racial justice and equality. Indeed. Uh, and recently went on sale on the Switch. Yes. Um, and I think we've both been playing uh, some Doggerai lately. Doggerai, yes. And I actually did buy it on Switch despite owning that bundle, just because, again, I just prefer playing everything on Switch. And yeah, now and I why have not a lit throw these of, developers a few bucks. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, that's awesome too, right? And it's not like I yeah. think it was on sale for a buck. Like it was a dollar. A dollar. So, yeah. Like, yeah, and it's only five bucks normally either way, but I, right. I feel the same way. Just like I, I, I'm definitely going to buy it next time I fire up my switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's that's pretty good price uh, for this. And like I just have a litany of of retro inspired controllers now available to me for my switch. So that always helps <laughs> like bring me uh, to to play these type of games on my switch and yeah there's just like so many retro inspired games countless at this point available on the eShop anyway but <laughs> uh Dogurai is definitely very very Game Boy inspired down to like using shades of green as like a default color palette like very Game Boy um the only thing yeah. that it really breaks from being completely Game Boy is that there's technically 3 action buttons as opposed to two because ah you know you know point it's not just jump and attack it's jump attack which attacking at least so far from what i've played is slashing but then there's also a third button for a slide and you know that slide definitely helps you uh it, it it's actually meaningful and, and useful to get through certain levels especially some of the harder levels as you go through and I will say on the front side, there's <laughs> the challenge of this game is is pretty immense. On some of these later levels, I was kind of running up against a wall. Uh, you might so, you might have got further than me then because I, I played like maybe f- three or four levels. And yeah, I felt g- a nice challenge for sure, but I didn't quite feel like I was getting handed it to me yet. Yeah, or getting it handed to me. Yeah, I definitely was getting it handed to me. (laughs) Um, Maybe it was just the levels I selected. Like, I beat the first level. That didn't take a super long time to do, and I was into it. Um, But then I played a couple... I think there's eight total levels. I played a couple other levels, and in both of those levels, I would get a little bit over halfway through and just, man, over and over again, just lose. And thankfully... 
there is kind of a checkpoint, like an unofficial checkpoint that they give you halfway through a lot of these levels I've noticed, which is thank goodness. Another thing that if they were going to be like pure Game Boy, they would not do for you. You're like, no, you lost your life. Start from the beginning again, buddy. (laughs) Um, Thankfully, they're not that cruel because like I said, it's challenging, but and also you do have a double jump, which definitely just gonna helps, mention that. at its core, we're talking about a side scrolling platformer, ninja platformer, kind of like a ninja Gaiden or a Shinobi type of thing. If you picture that, but on Game Boy, this is this is basically that. Yeah, um, that's a good frame of reference for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, you kind of go through all your different the different levels kind of have different themes. You know, there's one that's kind of ice based, one that's fire based, you know again very very common especially for the 90s and late 80s when these game boy games would come out so they did a very nice love letter to that style of game but i'm just getting my ass kicked how about you <laughs> <laughs> like you know i i'm not having that experience quite and again i i haven't played a ton like i definitely want to dip back in and kind of had the the thought of like i played a few on the from the itchio bundle and then i kind of had the feeling of like well i'm probably gonna pick this up on my switch so maybe i'll wait till i actually try to like beat it till i pick it up on there but uh i'm not having quite the brutal experience (laughs) but really enjoying like you know one of the things that uh that i noticed with like this and shuriken as well um but with like the game boy games that i feel like i've been burned on you know one of the key things with these like kind of nostalgia fueled retro inspired games is like you know, like Shovel Knight, like they capture that retro feeling, but they're not actually a hundred percent. You know, this isn't a game that could be played on the NES. Like they're they're right. overstepping a tiny bit, and like that they're they're capturing what you remember those yeah. games being like. Which is, exactly. I'm not again, we're we're not the first people to say that or anything like that. But it's true. But yeah, and and a lot of old Game Boy games and the and the ones that they've inspired, unfortunately, have like these really stiff controls like yep. i don't know how else to put it but they're just like really like rigid stiff controls yep and dogger eye is very far from that like oh, it's very yeah. fluid like again like you mentioned the double jump yep and just like your your sense of movement is really fluid like even far more so than like ninja gaiden yeah um, it feels in good my opinion like you just have like a really good sense of movement mm-hmm. and a really good I, i'm just enjoying like the level variety like I, I had one level where i was like kind of doing like an auto run like motorcycle chunk oh, of yeah. where you're like kind of like dodging pads like uh, you know, making certain jumps and there were, again, a few different paths you could take. Yep. But just really found this game to be, again, after having been been burned by a few, I actually played this one before I played Shuriken, uh, which is probably what led me to check that one out and maybe even was one of the suggested games on the Itch.io page. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was one. of I was just like, oh, OK, so these Game Boy inspired games can actually be pretty fun. <laughs> that was that was kind of the feeling I had because I, I was really enjoying it and I was really enjoying the because uh, at least on the the way I was playing playing was like the dynamic palette changing yeah, so every level kind of had its own palette yep um and really like particularly one of the levels it was kind of like a fire themed level yeah and it that's had the one i've been this, stuck on <laughs> yeah that 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 one i did not beat i will say that for sure um or i shouldn't say for sure i don't remember 100 percent, but i'm pretty sure that was the last one i played and i don't remember beating it yeah but i really liked that color palette a lot Me too. and i really you know one thing we didn't mention is like for the most part you are playing uh hack and slash combat but it is it does have these like little quick time events yeah. against certain enemies that are really cool. Like at least for me, like you kind of works almost like a, an extended version of the way like Mark of the Ninjas combat works mm-hmm. um, where you like you'll get up to this big enemy and you'll attack them and then you'll essentially like 
at least in a lot of cases, kind of like knock them up in the air and it goes into almost like a slow-mo sort of thing. And you have to hit, do like a sequence of D-pad inputs of like up, down, left, right. Yep. That are, it doesn't seem to be the same anytime. Like, no. It's not like, oh, this enemy always has this pattern. Um, it's always different and just random. But um, I don't know what the punishment is for failing that. But, yeah, I don't uh, think I've ever messed one up, but like they're not so hard that, yeah, it's that easy to mess up. But I, I've never had a problem with quick time events like that in games. I know some folks will complain about the quick time event inputs in other games, like historically, like Shenmue and other games like that. But yeah. that stuff's never really bothered me in, in any game. And it doesn't Same here. here either. So same here. Yeah. It's kind of, it's even a little bit of a, I don't know. It just breaks up the flow of the gameplay. A yeah, little bit. I was going to say it's even a little bit appealing, you know, and some yeah. like there was, a, what was that game? Like Akura's or Asura's wrath or yeah. something from Capcom that was yep. like all quick time events. Like yeah. that game looked cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I never played it, but games it don't all have looked, to play the same. Like yeah, different concepts are fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, that's pretty much all I had to say about dog or I, but I know you had something else you wanted yeah. to talk about so this from, week. And, uh, from one dog experience to another, I am playing still some more last of us. <laughs> and <laughs> I guess, I guess I shouldn't necessarily use that as a, a transition because that could be considered a spoiler for some folks playing the last of us too, but there are dogs in the last of us too. <laughs> spoiler alert. There spoiler are alert. dogs. Um, <laughs> And these dogs are a gameplay mechanic, um, and they are they're sons of bitches because they can smell you, like other creatures and humans. They can hear you. They can some of them can see you, but dogs are the only ones that can smell you, and they will pick up on your scent trail. And you can you can use your kind of um, you have these. Like, I forgot exactly what it's called, but there's like an, this intuition power that you have where you can kind of kind of hunch down and then listen and you can kind of see almost like an echolocation thing where creatures, living things are that are threats to you. Yeah, um, I think it's called Spidey Sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> basically, yes. But I was it's just dogging the, on Last of Us. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the same thing here. Um, but now you can also see your trail, your scent trail that you're leaving Ooh. that dogs are picking up on. And as you go into that spidey sense, you can see the dog <laughs> following your trail and going through the door you went through. And they're about to come across, you know, oh man, turn the corner like son of a. Like I was just sitting here and like, like I like to do in these type of games and set my little traps and like slowly walk up behind people. And now I can't do that because this dog is hot on my trail and I've got to figure out how I'm going to either take care of that dog as in kill it <laughs> or, or run out of this building entirely and like avoid that that conflict or, and maybe miss out on collectibles and i'm not gonna miss out on collectibles so yeah yeah i've been killing some dogs that, that you know i was just gonna say apart from the dog murder that actually sounds like a really cool mechanic yeah. like a, i like a picturing like that yeah even just picturing like the scent trail sounds cool but then picturing like the tense like situation where like yeah if you do, i'm assuming there's not just dogs in these situations right there's no. dogs and, and potentially humans, humans yep. or or the clickers i, I don't know and if i'm sure as yeah it, as time goes on it'll probably be a combination of all of them i'm sure of it yeah and that'll be nuts 
Um, and then, yeah, so juggling of like, do I do I risk making the noise or yep. do I risk running? Do, like you said, like what what route do I take? That that sounds like really cool gameplay. I was actually getting pretty excited when it, you were it talking is about cool. that. It is cool, too, because I, I tend, like I said, I tend to want to sneak up and do melee attacks behind these, you know, Metal Gear Solid style on these humans or clickers or creatures. I can't do that the same way with the dogs. That's just not going to work that way. So you can craft silencers for your pistols, but if the humans are in range, they could still hear that and be like, what's that? What was that? And then they'll start looking and they'll find the dog that died. And then that becomes a whole thing. Um, But yeah, like I said, I've had no problem dispatching the dogs. They're evil dogs. They've aligned themselves with the bad humans. (laughs) They have to know that comes with the job, right? So (laughs) that's fair. That's fair. Um, But it's like, ooh, this is this is kind of like up until that point in The Last of Us 2, they had kind of, you know, iterated on all the other crafting and sneaking and, you know, all the other shooting mechanics. But it was more or less kind of what The Last of Us was doing. And the dogs, besides uh, a different kind of mutant creature, the dog was kind of the first time I was like, oh, this is different. This is a new spin compared to the first game that like really changes the way that I play this game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciated that. And similarly, they right before that point, a couple of scenes earlier, they had introduced a, a new type of, of mutant creature. I keep using that terminology, but there's definitely a name for them that I just for some reason can't remember. But basically this version of said mutant creature, you can't just run up and melee attack because they've got this built-in armor. So you have to approach them differently too. So the game is basically shaking me and probably most other people out of their usual patterns with this game. And I appreciate that, you know? Yeah, definitely. For especially for a game that like it seems to be like the main discourse, uh, at least online, is about the story and whatnot. Yeah, it it is really cool that like the I even forget, you know, that there, this game is very gameplay heavy as well. Yes. So definitely gameplay heavy um and yeah kind of like i was talking about last week i've i've more or less kind of brushed the story off to the side it kind of lives in a in a corner of the room to me when i play this game you know i'm just not coming to it for that so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good which is a just... little bit unfortunate though it is Be- it is being that that's like something a. that naughty dog yeah like we were just talking about uncharted a little bit before the podcast and like yep Man, I was so hooked into those games through the third in the series, pretty yep. much. And yep. yeah, by the time the fourth one came around, it was just like, I don't know if it was just too much of the same or yeah. what the deal was or if they were trying too hard or, yeah, you know, the the loss of uh, one of the writers. I, I don't know what the deal is, but feels all of the above like death from a thousand yeah. cuts with with Uncharted four. And yeah, I just couldn't I, I tried to will myself to complete that game because I made it halfway through because I love the first three so much. I love them. I love freaking them. love like some of my favorite video game. Like I know you got me to play that. Like, I, was, I was like, you yeah, were like you got to play these. Uncharted. I was games. going nuts. And, yeah. like, and again, I'm not a big shooter guy. So like for me to not that this is like a traditional like first person shooter or anything. But right. for me to be hyping up a third person action game. Yeah. Is uh, if you've listened to our podcast at all, I've <laughs> hardly ever talk about that stuff. So in like, an action me, game like, where you're building up a pretty dang high body count by the 
<laughs> end of yeah, these uncharted they, it games. It is kind of nuts. You're just <laughs> slaying human after human, and they they are you know they're not zombies in this no. game in Uncharted. They are fucking human beings. Yeah, they're dudes just trying to collect um, a paycheck. They don't know that this guy's like an evil henchman, man. They just gotta feed their family. Hey, just like those dogs, they they knew what they signed up for. <laughs> I guess that's fair. If I'm not going to give but the no, dogs it, a break, it does I feel a little brutal. A like again, I, I'm yeah, I'm not always the craziest about blowing away a bunch of people in a video game, but it, it's inevitable. <laughs> it is, and I guess you know, yeah, I, I say that, and you know, I'm talking about Scanline where I'm just blowing away bats and frogs and turtles and whatever the hell, and I mean they're pixelated, so yeah. it's a little less. Uh, real to me but i'm I'm still blowing stuff away so (laughs) they're pixelated though so that 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 helps quite a bit i do think for whatever reason i was gonna say it's weird that it helps because they're cuter and i like they're more cute and i'm blowing them away so i but but it does help childhood conditioning to some degree maybe i don't know (laughs) yeah but uh anything more on the last of us are you but you're you're enjoying what you're playing or yeah i am because it's it is more challenging it is pushing me out of my usual comfort zones and like just going through the motions um that way and it's still very pretty uh definitely a good showcase for the playstation 4 that way so and it you know it's in 4k and i've got a 4k tv so like there's not still that many games that take full advantage of that resolution, especially because like I said, I play most of my stuff on switch regardless. Um, so it's been cool to kind of play that and have that full big budget experience that way. Um, yeah. And that's probably it for this week, but yeah, definitely going to keep playing it. It's always going to kind of be on the burner until I complete it. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to me to hear, to hear that it's not like a stale experience or like yeah. a rehash of the first game. Totally, yeah. you know, it's it, that is exciting so. to me. Yeah, yeah, and I but I yeah, like I said, I love the first game anyway. So that's maybe I'm a little bit biased that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a couple. I got another little two pack here that I wanted to talk about yeah. before we wrap things up today. And it, there's one game that I know you played a while ago, mm-hmm. and these are both from a uh, DYA games, and I think they're a couple of brothers. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I was looking up their page earlier, and that was the gist I got. Um, but, uh, one of the games that I wanted to talk about was super star path. And again, oh, yeah. I made videos for both of these games, but this is like another, you know, we talked about, we talk about a bunch of like bullet hell shooters and just shmups in general oh, on yeah. the podcast all the time. And we talk about a bunch of match three puzzlers on the podcast all the time, particularly yeah. Randall. And I, I guess all, no, John's a big puzzle guy too. Oh yeah. Um, but we talk about puzzlers all the time on the podcast and this is kind of blending the best of both worlds or at least both worlds. I, I guess I shouldn't say the best cause this isn't like the, um, you know, the yeah. most immaculate game ever, but, it, I, <laughs> but it's good. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't want to sell it short by any means yeah. either. Again, it's, I think it's like a $5 game on the switch. Totally. Uh, that's what I picked it up for. Um, not on sale, just full price. And, uh, yeah, the, you know, the match three puzzling, it, it actually gets kind of tough. Like you, you have to, you know, there's all these aliens scattered and it's kind of like a pretty slow moving level. Yeah. And as you progress, there's maybe like five or six different planets or levels. Um, and each one will have like a different obstacle or two that you, you know, an enemy that you have to avoid throughout, you know, the aliens don't do damage to you. They're just like, different colors and stuff yeah (laughs) and you yeah they and you shoot them but the thing is so it's this is kind of hard to describe but so like the enemy that you shoot will chain into any adjacent enemies that are touching the, the of the same color right but then when that chain ends any enemy that's or any alien that's like adjacent to that ending chain enemy 
will turn into a crystallized alien or like kind of like an ice block almost is what it looks like to me. Yeah. And then you can't shoot those. You can't do anything to them. They're just like a block that you can't get past. So there's a lot of scenarios where if you're not like if you're just like shooting willy nilly and just going nuts and just spamming the shoot button. Yeah, you're you're probably going to block yourself off. Yeah. And and not be able to progress like you actually will get closed off and sandwich and you usually get three lives um yeah you can't treat this like a traditional shmup that way it's not gonna fly not at all and no. you know one thing that i noticed that i didn't realize uh initially which i really liked is like so when you're playing the puzzle section of the level um you actually you do have to push the shoot button individually each time to fire like you can't hold it down right but then at the end if you are able to clear like you know get through the match three section and clear all the obstacles when you get to the end of the boss battle which is more of like a traditional bullet hell shmup situation like it's, again it's not the craziest bullet patterns or anything but it, it gets pretty hectic yeah um and you, you are able to hold down the fire button and just like kind of sp- like spam that and just focus on dodging which is really nice yes um but yeah i you know i played this game the other day uh to make a video for it real quick because i remember enjoying it quite a bit and uh i enjoyed it honestly even more than i thought i did nice. uh what the the only thing that i would say that's like a small gripe is like it has this system where like you you have to unlock different ships like each run. You kind of collect points and gems from uh, destroying aliens and you you use that to kind of spend almost like roguelike style. But there doesn't seem to be like a real system to it. Like it almost feels like just kind of mm. like earn gems and buy the next one, earn gems, buy the next one. And then you even can like on each level, there'll be like three uh, black aliens that you can shoot that will have like a hidden emerald in them. OK, that you can like kind of clear out and there'll be a few different co- of I think they're random colors, but they actually give you different power ups where you can spend them to like buff up your ship's defense or their uh, attack power or their speed. I think okay, there's three different attributes, and you can use, spend those points. But there's like a limited number in the game. But like it gets to the point where like certain ships, like I think you can max them out at like five, you know, five five tiers of speed or five points. Uh, of each thing defense power and speed yeah but like some ships are maxed out where like you like the first ship you have i think can only have like a maximum of three of everything so it's like why would i waste my points right on this ship that clearly can't be upgraded beyond this right has limitations yeah Yeah. so hard caps on its ability (laughs) yeah it just seems like the balance on that is a little kind of tacked on or slapped onto the game yeah kind of to to make it feel more complete or something where like in my opinion, it would have been maybe better if they just leaned into the arcade experience a little bit more. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that that really is what it is. This is like small nitpicking and griping about the way the, the unlock system works. Right. I guess there was just maybe a way where you could just have all the ships from the get go and you just selected from them and they had different stats and it wasn't, you know, it, it just feels kind of forced. I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it needs to be there because the mechanics are fun enough to me. Like, I, I really do find myself like. I'm like, oh, let me play a, a run or two. And, and I play for much longer than I expect. Even the video I made was like more than a half hour, I think. Oh, nice. I was not planning on playing for that long. So nice. Um, but what, what do you think about this game? I've been kind of rambling on for a minute. Oh, no problem. Yeah, it's I like it's been a while. It's it's such a unique game. And like, I know it's been a while since I've played it because I think we when we first were into this game was probably closer to a year ago. Like it's it was been like out right when we minute. started the podcast. I yeah. Think. yeah. I think so. Um, And that's when I played it. And I remembered like I wanted to the first thing I did is tried to play it like a shmup and just got my ass handed to me. (laughs) 
And yeah, like same here. <laughs> I think at that point too, we were trying to play like a gajillion games each week. So I don't think yeah. I gave this one as much time as I should have. And now you saying that you liked it even more playing it now than you did then really, cause I've got it on my switch still and makes me very interested to go back and play it again and see yeah. what I remembered and see how I feel about it now a year later. Cause I came away, away with a good impression, but yeah, I, I didn't get very far necessarily. So, yeah, well, I, I definitely want to hear what you think about that. Cause the, these guys do a really great job of like that 16 bit era yeah. pixel art. Like that's what really drew me feel, in. Yeah. It's super authentic. Yep. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just they, the, this game and the one that I'm going to talk about in a second, just have like such a great like even the music even though it's not like true to the they're you definitely using some like different instrumentation that sure. you couldn't do on the super nintendo or whatever but yeah. it just feels very appropriate very arcadey even like the announcer that's like action or let's go or <laughs> round one or whatever it's like the voice <laughs> acting is a little cheesy for sure they they go all in on it of course but it feels like they know what they're doing of like course. They're, they they're leaning into like that 90s like mid 90s ham of, and like yeah. it even has that like echoey arcade sound to it Heck even yeah um love that so stuff. yeah the other game randall that will hopefully this will encourage you to not only go back and check out superstar path but mm-hmm. this game is tailor-made for you and i i think okay. uh, i checked out bot vice and so one of the games that i've played from dya with dj is strikey sisters yeah um and i think we talked about that on the podcast we did. we've all played that a little yep. bit um but i played that particularly co-op with dj and that's this game's kind of similar to that where you're like you control a character only it's only one player though which is a little bit unfortunate but you mm. control one character at the bottom of the screen kind of like you do in strikey sisters where it's like strikey sisters is more like breakout style breakout. yeah and this is like your your control it's more wild gun style where it's mm. like an arena gallery shooter yes please but you control and i actually i recorded a video for this too and i kind of was it is this game is hard like <laughs> it is hard like right after the tutorial it's just like start getting in the groove like like it, it just the way it even teases you with like <laughs> to get in the groove with the controls and you'll start feeling you'll get in the zone or yeah, something just but trust it's just like us. take take you, it easy at know. first to be fair um, though like i don't think any of these gallery shooters are easy like that no. subgenre is just difficult by default in my experience very difficult very difficult <laughs> but awesome so so the night so the mechanics here are essentially you, you control this character Aaron, which is actually one of the bosses that you have to fight in Strikey Sisters. DYA That's does like cool. a really great job of tying games together. I love that. You actually at the start of this game, you're playing as Aaron and you actually just beat Superstar Path, like you're playing it on your TV and then it like interrupts the message and like some message comes cuts into the TV and like, wow. like oh shit, I gotta go save the world. So they just do a really great job of tying universe. their universe together. Yeah. Um <laughs> but essentially, yeah, so you you have this like this barrier this like row of like a barrier essentially that you can hide behind like almost like gears of war style yeah um that so you can you can move left or right or you can press forward to press up against the barrier and like duck under the cover essentially nice. um so even like enemies and projectiles that are flying like crazy like you can lean up against that and duck behind it but many of those barriers like some of it is permanent but some of it can be destroyed by the enemy fire right and then same thing with the enemy arena there's like forklifts all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the levels that you can like blow that stuff up some of it you can clear some of it is like a permanent obstacle and then you're running left to right 
you can either fire ahead at, you know, straight ahead, or you can hold down one of the triggers that will let, or you can custom map the controls any way you like, actually, which is amazing. Uh, I had to change it quite a bit to make it feel comfortable for me. (laughs) But, uh, but anyways, I got it to a point where it did feel comfortable and, uh, you can lock onto enemies. So it'll lock onto the nearest enemy to you. So you can even, even when you're like running away from enemies, you're locked onto one and you can keep kind of letting that go. And I find myself almost like feathering on that a little bit where I'm like, let me shoot this enemy. Okay, let me let go. And then there's also these like yellow bots that'll come flying into the arena that you can shoot that'll drop different weapons. So like machine gun or spread shot nice. or uh, grenade launcher, flamethrower, and then sometimes drop health pickups too. And you have four hearts at least at the beginning. And it is just like, I, I think I played like three or four levels on the video and I am just getting my ass <laughs> whooped. And I'm playing on normal. There's easy, normal, and hard. But like normal is called warrior, and I think hard is like insane oh or God. something. <laughs> and it is just brutal, but in the best way. Like the yeah. boss battle. Oh, and you also have a saber that you can swing that oh. will attack enemies. Like if they get right up to the barrier, you I can love attack it. them, and it's super powerful. I'm a sucker and it for also, that. Also. It also clears enemy projectiles, so it's Love kind of it. like a not a screen clear, but like right in front of your character. Yes, it, this game is so fucking addicting. I'm I, down. Oh man, it's and it's again, it has that just really awesome 16 bit style. Yeah, goes all in on the hammy voice acting, like yeah. to the point where like the enemies are like, "Say hello to my little friend." Yeah, it's like it's really bad, but like <laughs> I la- but in the way that like it makes me laugh every oh, time. Yeah. Like again, it's like bad so bad that it's good it's only Um, single player this game it's only single player it's very because it screams i even on the while i was recording it i was like man this just screams couch co-op right but uh but i will say it's so intense and like fast paced yeah I don't even know if you could follow what the what was going on if you're playing in in couch co-op but you know, it's it's a little bit of a bummer, especially having played Strikey Sisters and having such a similar aesthetic. Right. Like I was just like, oh, I've, I just kind of almost assumed it was co-op. But right. one thing worth mentioning, I'm not sure about uh, Super Star Path, but I I know for a fact that Strikey Sisters and uh, Bot Vice both have demos on the Switch. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Super Star Path does, too. It kind of seems odd that it wouldn't have one if the other two do. Kudos to but, them uh, for doing that. That's yeah, it's extra big because. I will say, uh, Bot Vice, I checked out the demo and that was and Strikey Sisters, and those were both like put me over the edge, and they're both only I think like eight bucks or ten bucks. Yeah. Um. So it, that they both put like that put me over the edge of just like, yeah, like not only does it look cool, but it plays cool. Cause, right. Like we talked about before, there's been some Game Boy games that looked cool, and <laughs> <laughs> they weren't they weren't super fun. So Correct. you know, this one I was able to just verify that looks cool. Oh, it is cool. It is. Um, and it it was nice to see. So, yeah, I love that. There, there's a lot more demos than you would think on the Switch, actually. It's worth, uh, worth exploring now. what's available. Yeah. yeah. It's worth exploring what's available on there for sure. But, Randall, you got to play Bot, Bot Vice. I will Bot let you know Vice. next time it goes on sale. That sounds that um, sounds like me, the video game. I need yeah, to that's play all that. I was thinking while I was playing it. I was like, this is like, oh, and you have a dodge roll, too. I didn't oh, even mention yeah, that. So you have, like, just constant and you are using these buttons like you have to find a button layout that you can memorize because like you are using all of these abilities or at least if you want to succeed you have to be juggling all of these abilities like very frequently very quickly 
It's it's awesome. That's I, awesome. I really love of the three I've played from DYA. I would say Bot Vice is is my favorite. Yeah, uh, I had a blast playing Strikey Sisters co-op. I love Superstar Path, but man, Bot Vice is is a great game. Like if you like arcade action, you have to play this game. They made a Wild Guns. Like there's not enough of those type of games in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm so psyched that they made that, and I will play this definitely. Heck yeah. Cool. Well, I'm I'm excited to hear hear your thoughts on that. Yes. When, uh, when you get around to it. Yes. Um. But I think uh I think that's pretty much all we had to chat about this week. Yeah. Yes, sir. Nice. Well, uh, as always, you can find us online uh, more often than usual lately on yeah. YouTube. But uh, everywhere Those videos else, you are know, awesome. <laughs> Fifteen minutes of game. Check them out. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think I'm up to video uh, sixty two at the time of recording this, and yeah, they're just like a bunch of indie game highlights. So if you're looking for something new to play, yeah, check that out. It's another awesome resource just to see the games in action. And Kevin, who knows what he's doing with a lot of these games, just to like see how he handles them and see if it's something you'd like or not. Yeah. Watch me hack my way through (laughs) some of these experiences, but yeah, you know, we're on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, pursuing pixels.com. Check the uh, episode description at the very bottom. Shoot us a line at uh, pursuingpixels at gmail.com if you got a question or anything or if there's a game you want us to check out. Yes, sir. Um, And otherwise, uh, we will catch you next week. Take care. Bye bye. I'm about to be fucking 36 in September. Holy shit. Something about, I knew this wasn't true, but something about the tone of your voice, I thought you were going to say 40. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, you're like, I'm about to be fucking uh, 40. I was just like, what? I was 36 like, what is pretty close to 40. Dude, as I remember my friend Jacqueline asked me, she was like, uh, when I turned 30, she was like, oh, you know, texted like, happy birthday, Kev. You know, how's it feel to be 30 or whatever? I was like, you know, I, I do grunt a lot more. <laughs> like, <laughs> When I reach for anything, like I'm reaching for the remote and just like, ah, just like that's that's just my goat. Everything I do is like grunt worthy now. The bag of bones starts breaking down. Seriously, man. (laughs) I did. uh, I did call. We'll get into the episode in a second here. We should get started. But uh, 